0: All right, you want to get started?
1: Yeah, let's do this. Uh, I'm Bobby Navia. And I am Dorian Weinzimmer.
0: Welcome back, everybody, to the couch. We back. We back. Dorian's back.
1: Yeah, I'm back. But you wouldn't know it because we had this steady stream of episodes being released, even though I was gone. Content, content, content. Everything is content. To quote a friend of ours uh, who's, uh, man, what is his name? I cannot recall his name. I don't know. Some guy. I don't know. We have
0: so many friends (laughs) that they just fall. This is just one that just falls through the cracks. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah.
1: It's not like he's some guy we happen to just randomly mention every time <laughs> we're recording an episode. Every single
0: episode.
1: <laughs> so anyway, in in fitting in with the theme of this, of this episode, oh shit. he is just a man. <laughs> we v- don't know any specifics about him. We don't. Yeah.
0: We don't. He nice. Just, uh, I'm he, glad that wasn't planned. Yeah, all, no. But he, it definitely yeah. works for what we're about to talk about. Yeah. Um, All right, this week we're going to be talking about uh, the trailer to The Invisible Man. Yes. The uh, Blumhouse Blumhouse Presents, uh, Lee wrote, written and directed movie to The Invisible Man. Yeah. Um, Okay, so before we started recording, Dorian and I watched the 1933? Yeah. 1933 um, Invisible Man movie from Universal.
1: Directed by James Whale. James uh, Whale. Starring uh, Claude Rains as the eponymous man. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, a, a very freaked-out tavern owner uh, yeah. definitely <laughs> <laughs> plays a prominent role in this, uh, in this film. Um, but yeah, we decided to, uh, you know what, this is a, well, there have been several iterations of They're it. Happy. I mean, even Chevy Chase has played the Invisible Man at one point. Memoirs of the Invisible yes. Man. Yes, <laughs> and uh, Kevin Bacon. Hollow Man. And, <laughs> yeah, Hollow Man. Was that, uh, was that Paul Verhoeven, or was that Adrian Lynn? I think
0: it was Paul Verhoeven. I think it was, Verhoeven. It was Verhoeven. Yeah. Verhoeven. I
1: don't know that I've actually ever seen that movie. Really? Am I I'm a big Verhoeven fan, we so should I, watch I, it. I should go back and watch yes. that for sure. I distinctly
0: um, remember one scene in that movie. Um, they they use a lot of not a lot of it because I haven't seen it in such a long time too, um, but they use a lot of like uh, infrared in trying to see
1: oh, okay. Kevin
0: Bacon's character. Sure. Um, but there's a there's a part where he murders a dog. Mm. But it's done through the infrared. Oh, okay. And he just takes it and slams this dog up against a metal wall. <laughs> and in the <laughs> infrared, you just—it's—it's. It's, I mean, it's not. It's, for Hoven. it's yeah. It's <laughs> Yeah. It's really. Yeah. 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 It's fucking
1: shocking. Damn. Yeah, um, and there's even like a uh, Abbott Costello meet the Invisible Man. Oh, is there movie? I yeah. thought there was
0: only like the because I know the meet they meet Frankenstein, right? Don't they have one? Yeah, they Frankenstein? yeah, yeah. I think
1: they were doing a bunch of crossover, crossover. ones. Yeah, but this uh, this was the only this original one was the only one that uh, had Claude Rains as the Invisible, as man, invisible as, man, as far as I understand. Because I think there was like an Invisible Man Returns also. Okay, that was made years later, but it was like totally different cast, director, you know, all that stuff. So okay. Um yeah so this is obviously you know and originally uh based on an H G Wells story um so yeah this is another one i guess kind of in you know uh we were talking about with Emma uh last week about movies that have been you know constantly are being like reiterated oh, yes, or yes, like yes, brought yes, back yes. you know to uh you know update them for a modern audience mm-hmm. you know and that type of thing that's not well, that's kind of what's happened with this, but it's gone this one's gone in so many different genres. It's been played for like drama, for comedy, for like uh, as like a thriller mm-hmm. you know it's it's interesting you know the the different applications because uh, you know just the uh, premise of a invisible person you know could go so many different you know yeah what kind of tone do you want to strike with uh-huh. this because if you want to make it fucked up, you could make it really fucked up yes. you know like see you know league of extraordinary gentlemen the comic Mm -hmm. not the movie don't fucking bother with that movie but (laughs) in the comic the invisible man is uh taken in a to some very interesting places yes yeah Yeah. but it's uh, taking quite a bit of liberty yeah so i guess in in general this one i i can see more so why this has been uh constantly revisited yeah um, then some of the other movies we were discussing where it's like this, you know, classic literature piece that mm-hmm. really is like, no, we're just doing the story, but like, let's put it, you know, in, in like a modern context or like with modern attitudes versus this is like, no, let's just do something totally different with this character yeah, slash concept. Um, so yeah. So we decided to go back and go watch back the to original. the beginning. Yeah. Cause one thing we didn't mention either about the 1933 movie. Uh huh um is that James Whale uh famously there's a uh, you said it was Bill Condon that did Gods and Monsters? Yes, Bill right? Condon. Yeah. yeah. Um, that is a movie about James Whale. Right. Director uh, James Whale. Yeah, cuz uh he very famously, you know, and obviously people didn't know this at the time, but he was uh homosexual. Right. And at that time that obviously wasn't socially accepted, so he had to keep that closeted mm-hmm. and keep that part of himself hidden. And um I think, you know, Frankenstein is definitely the movie people point to more as like this was him crying out to the world yes to yeah, like yeah, yeah. i'm not a fucking monster right. okay you know like you have to accept me please mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh and you know it's a, it's an amazing movie in its own right but given that context and like that personal kind con- it's really like heart-wrenching to watch that yeah, movie. i just, i
0: like i just i ran back the movie and like Kind of in my head right now And i was yeah. like heartbroken was, Yeah Fuck,
1: No it's really I yeah. mean knowing that context to it It really is like God damn like, Yeah Jesus Christ This is it, How awful You know Yeah And yeah. such a I mean really brilliantly talented guy mm-hmm. And like you know all this And um, so you know The Invisible Man Also I think Has some Parallels to that Yeah uh, And his His interpretation, The way that he made the movie Like Because um, what's interesting too Is uh, in the original book mm-hmm. Um Uh, Griffin the the scientist who becomes the invisible man he was already like a sociopath oh uh, in the book like he was that before he took the invisibility stuff the whole like oh monocane makes you crazy that's an invention (laughs) of the film okay um and uh, apparently something that Wells kind of took issue with okay, uh, as well but you know you can kind of like again thinking about James Whale's life and like yeah. why this story might have appealed to him I think also it was kind of like hey Frankenstein just made boatloads of fucking money so here do this other monster yeah, movie yeah. you know um, but, you know, part of what I could understand, you know, the appeal to him for is obviously, you know, if you're a, a closeted or have to hide who you really are, mm-hmm. the just idea of an invisible man, a person who's there, but nobody really sees him. Right. Exactly. Uh, you know, obvious, pretty obvious parallels there, but I, you know, I can't help but feel like that. The fact that like the process of becoming invisible is what makes you crazy. Mm hmm. That also seems like a very personal thing that over time it was because he was like coming to this realization of like, you know, how much he really has to hide himself.
0: Nobody really sees him.
1: That it it probably internally he was probably going crazy, Yeah, you know, and could understand this like wanting to to lash out at everyone who's just forced you to be this invisible person, you know. And, and want to just fight I'm gonna murder everyone you <laughs> yeah, know right. like it's obviously taken to a, a ridiculous extreme in the film but yeah, you know yeah. the, the core idea of it is again like you relate that back to his personal life and it's like I totally understand you know like why he was attracted to this material yeah. and like what you know because this was an opportunity for him to smuggle in something about himself right you know and to actually you know Frankenstein again more so to really kind of say like this is me making like a super personal movie mm-hmm. but I'm just it has the the veneer of yeah. a, a creature feature, right. you know, which yeah. just has like thrills and you know, fun and mm-hmm. uh, crazy, this crazy monster that could only exist on screen, and you know, whatever. But um, you know, it's it's uh, that's the type of stuff that like really made me fall in love with movies. Originally was okay. like you know when I started to get a little bit older, a little more mature, and understand you know the subtext of films a lot more and start to learn more about the filmmakers themselves and place some of those movies in the context of like, you know, their life, uh, the time they lived in, uh, what else was happening in the film world at that time. You know, it's like no art exists in a vacuum. Like, you know, it's sure. Any great piece of work should be able to just be seen at any point in time and judged on its own merits as, as great or not great. Mm -hmm. Um, But at the same time, like a lot of times understanding a lot of that, that, uh, historical context and personal context of the film will just elevate it so much more, and just add so much more to the proceedings.
0: I find that the more and more in, let's say, in the last well, fuck, let's say in like the last ten years, uh, the more and more horror or horror adjacent content I watch, mm-hmm. uh, depending on, I mean, I don't know, uh, a, a litany of things. Like it's it's it becomes um, it's becoming to me more and more the genre that allows you to um, do do with what you were explaining, you know, James Whale did, you know, yeah. it allows oh, yeah. you to take, you know, this particular genre and like, you can really hide shit underneath, like not just blood and guts, but something terrifying. Yeah. Exactly. Because we're all afraid of something. something. Yeah. You know, fear is so subjective. right? Yeah. And it could, it could literally be, you know, like I'm afraid my parents finding out about this and it's just, there's, you know, there's a way to weave that into, you know, yeah. The you uh, know at the beginning that was so interesting. The beginning of uh, how this trailer starts out is very much like immediately thought of like that Mark Wahlberg movie Fear. Like, oh yeah, just like you know, crazy boyfriend Nicole forever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, right. <laughs> um, so it starts off like that, and then you know, uh, the boyfriend is said to like he committed suicide, right, and then. Um, he leaves a will and says that like she's granted like a certain amount of money, but she has to stay in this house and be you know legally deemed like you know of sound mind to have this money you know put into her account or whatever. Mm. Uh, and earlier when we were uh, catching up and stuff, I I, I mentioned the movie Thirteen Ghosts to yeah. you, right? And I, I mentioned it uh, because I also like I've I've been actually looking for that movie for quite a while and I found it nice dvd so i bought <laughs> it because i was just like i want to watch this movie yeah. again and um but that movie starts off with uh a, a very uh you know not so rich family living in like new york or whatever and they get sent uh, a letter that yeah. you know one of the one of the uh, the patriarch of the family has, has passed away and he it's willed to you know his his nephew yeah, or something like but that they have
1: to spend a weekend in right the, yeah. in the house. so like
0: the beginning of the trailer cu- for-
1: it's such like a horror trope it is. I, I'm, I'm curious where that came from originally because <laughs> like even like simpsons treehouse of horror they've uh-huh. spoofed that yeah, yeah. that setup uh-huh. of like the oh yeah you'll get all the money in the world but you got to spend the night in this <laughs> yeah, house right, you know exactly I'm, I'm curious who came up with that first but anyway please
0: um but uh So when the trailer for me, uh, the beginning of this trailer feels like a haunted house Mm -hmm. trailer,
1: right? Because you're,
0: you know, like we're. uh, It's only you know, it's only until we get to the part where Elizabeth Moss is like somehow he's found a way to make himself invisible. That sometimes, almost every time I watch the trailer, I'm like. Oh right! This is the Invisible Man. This mm-hmm. isn't this isn't like a haunted house movie. Yeah, and there's like a ghost in the house <laughs> or some shit. You know, like this, this is this <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I kind of like the misdirection of the of that mm-hmm. in the trailer for me because it, it doesn't feel like you know that kind of movie. Yeah. Um, I also find it. I I really don't know if like. Uh, well, I, he is treated like a he is the villain. The Invisible Man is a villain in the 1934 movie but like he also at the same time like he's maybe unintentionally the villain because he's going crazy because of this particular drug right yeah and he's unaware of it but in this one it's like
1: certainly guilty of hubris but he wasn't you know like a homicidal maniac that was sort of an unfortunate side effect very (laughs) unfortunate for at least 122 people (laughs) a very unfortunate side effect (laughs) and one cop that got it because he was so many people (laughs) Jesus Seventy minutes. The body count is yeah. over a hundred. <laughs>
0: oh god. Um, but anyways, I I I thought like this is uh, it's been a while since I've seen like one of these characters. Like, yeah, like Dracula's not a good guy. Like, he's a fucking, he's a dude that kills you. Yeah, you know, it's a, it's something scary. He'll murder you up. He'll, yeah, yep. <laughs> <exactly>. <laughs> and so, um, I was actually kind of, um, surprised that when they were going to be doing the invisible man, when like Elizabeth Moss was cast, I was like, Oh, is she like, are they just calling it the invisible man? And is it going to be like the invisible woman? Mm -hmm. That's, that's what I initially thought was happening because uh, the actor they have to play the invisible man is, he's not like a big time actor. Uh, he was on that show. Um, he's on the haunting of Hill house. He was one of the siblings in that show. Um, but, um, I guess normally when movies like this are being done or rebooted, it, I feel like it's only natural to try to get, like, the biggest movie star. Like, you get, you know, Johnny Depp to play the Invisible Man. And I guess it's just kind of nice to be like, yeah, the Invisible Man is just, you know, like, a solid actor we're yeah. getting to play this. Yeah. <laughs> play this yeah, struggle. you're not going to fucking see him anyway. <laughs> yeah, <so>, yeah, right. <laughs> so, you know... Um, uh, but that, uh, you know, Elizabeth Moss is actually like the, uh, you know, the hero or the heroine yeah. uh, of, of it and stuff. And the Invisible Man is truly, you know, a crazy person. Yeah. You know.
1: Yeah. They established very well in this trailer that he, this guy is a complete and utter fucking sociopathic asshole. Yeah. You guy. know, well before, yeah, right. you know, he became invisible. Invisibility is just, you know, a way for him to be an even bigger dick. <laughs> yeah. <you know?
0: laughs> right, right. um. But uh, overall, I really liked the trailer. I liked it. Uh, I liked the when it when I first saw it, I really dug it. I mm-hmm. thought it was really effective. I like everything. I like
1: Lee L as a director. Yeah, you know, um, yeah. I was kind of on the fence about the trailer the first time I watched came it. Out, you yeah, said you were a little on the fence, and uh, partially because it's so. And I, yeah, I don't know how to say this without sounding like a dick or something, but uh, you know the. There was that Soderbergh movie like three years ago, Unsane, with Claire Foy. Uh Um, That was also, that was like a very, that felt like, like me too, the movie. Okay. In a way. And, um, Because that was very, you know, is this? she's in a mental asylum, Mm -hmm. and it's all like, you know, uh, is she telling the truth? Is this stuff actually happening to her or Mm -hmm. not? It turns out, sorry, spoiler alert for on saying, yes, all of these things are happening to her. (laughs) Just nobody was listening. Okay. You know, nobody would trust her when Mm -hmm. she said, I know you can't see this, but this is happening. Yeah. And people were just like, ah, you're fucking crazy, you know? And then sure enough, you find out it's totally, that's what was happening. Okay. Um, you know, so again, it was like, okay, very obvious what you're trying to do here, you Mm -hmm. know? And, um, I just, I, I couldn't help but think of, and I didn't like that movie
0: Uh, on Yeah. Yeah,
1: It was, and and not because of that. It was just, it was a bad movie. I thought it was poorly made, poorly written. Um, you know, it, it seemed like it was made to just be like proof of concept. We can shoot a movie on an iPhone iPhone. because they shot it on an iPhone and it's like, good for you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it had problems from the script all the way through to the end product. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, you know, it just left a bad taste in my mouth. Also, it just, that felt like, uh, man, like a, it felt a little like exploitative of like what was going on mm-hmm. at the time as well. Okay. You know, that it was like, oh, people will go see a movie like this because we're all kind of on this charge like, yeah, you got to believe women, you know? Okay. And it felt like for the wrong reasons, you know, it was trying to position itself inside of that movement. Okay. But just to make money, mm-hmm. you know, not to, like, actually make awareness any higher <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. or make a change. It was like, hey, this is a thing everyone's talking about right now, so yeah. let's cash in. Um, And, you know, and that's also not what I expect of Soderbergh. I, right. I, he's a much more artistically uh has a a much more uh, um, solid artistic integrity as, as a director than Mm -hmm. that, at least in my opinion. Um, so that seemed like a weird misstep on kind of like all of those levels. Yeah. yeah. And so, you know, I'm just hoping that this movie isn't that kind of the same, you know, where it's just going to feel more. So like, this is like a, something you're just trying to cash in on, like, you know, what's happening in the world right now Mm -hmm. and not actually trying to like make a difference. Um, so, yeah, I think that's just what kind of threw me off about it a little bit when I first saw the trailer um and especially, I've become you know increasingly kind of disenchanted with Jason Bloom as well. Mm-hmm. He's had a lot of garbage mm-hmm. fucking come out, and I just I don't trust that he's in something like this for the right reasons. I think okay. at the end of the day he's just a he's you know, he does some really cool things and sometimes, you know, he ends up producing some really great movies, but yeah. I think that's almost just like a numbers game with him yeah, yeah, that he just produces so many things now that occasionally one of them is very good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And not that he actually has this like impeccable taste or anything <laughs> like that. Um, And so, you know, so at the end of the day, what it, you know, that says to me is like, yeah, he's again, he's a producer, he's in it yeah. to make money and that's it. And, you know, I just, that kind of like, all gives me a little bit of like a squirmy feeling about this movie. Okay. It's just like okay. ah, it's just gonna be another, like, let's cash in on the Me Too movement, uh-huh. you know. And I just I don't like that. It
0: I see it feels weird. I see your your point and your side. Um I don't when I watch the trailer, it doesn't like scream me too to me. Um when I got here, I, I told you I went to go see you know Romeo and Juliet yeah music box and how before they started the movie, they you know told everybody about uh, the triggers in the movie, you mm. know, the two main characters. Spoiler alert, if you've never heard of Romeo and Juliet or seen the movie or read the book, yeah. they commit suicide.
1: They at, sure do. At
0: the end of the movie. <laughs> and um, there's a part in the movie... Well, basically, before the movie started, uh, they informed the audience of there being suicide in the movie. Mm. And if it's something you didn't want to watch or couldn't handle, you could step out. Or if you needed to talk to somebody, they did have actual people who were therapists that Mm. you could talk to, uh, in the lobby. Um, and you know, there's, I, I didn't realize how intense it was in the movie. And there's actually like a, the, a part in the movie where Juliet goes to talk to, uh, goes to talk to the priest and the intensity at which Claire Danes, like pulls out this gun and just says, I don't want to live and puts it up in front of her head and screams. It was like, I I was like taken aback. I was like, "Holy fuck!" Like this is almost uncomfortable. Yeah, you know, because of just the climate and how how much of it it is part of our lives now. Not that it it hasn't been, Mm -hmm. but um, you know, just everyday everyday life. Yeah, and so um, you know, I I feel like it wouldn't be one of these like Invisible Man doesn't strike me as one of these movies because I don't know how long is it before we get like trigger warnings for trailers
1: right like
0: that's where that's where i think about it too like hey movie has been a you know approved by the mpaa also there is you know signs of abuse Mm -hmm. spousal abuse you know relationship suicide (laughs) yeah uh, all this kind of stuff and so um i mean first and foremost i i i watched the trailer and i think it looks like just a good thriller and a good horror movie. And I want that first and foremost, Yeah, but I'm also not averse to, you know,
1: having that messaging and the there real as well.
0: life yeah. implications of, 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 the, you know, things that are going on to these characters, Yeah, you know, in the movie as well. And so, um, uh, but yeah, the, the, the movie outright doesn't, you know, give me that, that initial feeling. I don't go into the movie and think like, you know, or I don't watch the trailer. And have, I guess, the same um, effect it has on you or the fear of Mm. it. Um, Maybe that'll happen if. I mean, I'm going to see the movie. Yeah. But, you know, maybe (laughs) it'll happen within it. But, um, yeah, it's a very touchy thing now. Not a touchy thing, but it's a very interesting thing to uh, look at movies and look at trailers from that point of view.
1: Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's, you know, it's one of those things of like, you know, that, that weird line between like, you know, you're exploiting something to make profit versus like we're actually, you know, helping raise awareness and like push the conversation forward. Yeah. You know, if you're if you're going to dabble in that type exactly. of stuff, not that every movie has to do that or right. anything like that, but um yeah, when I watched the trailer again a couple of days ago, I uh I I didn't sense that as much. Uh-huh. Um, I think maybe it was just seeing it for the first time and it, again initially just immediately being like, Oh my god, this is fucking unsane all over again. You know, I know exactly yeah. I know exactly <laughs> what this is. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know, because it's this is definitely a way more interesting forum for that discussion than Unsane was. Yeah. I think, you know, using the invisible man as sort of uh, you know, more of a metaphor for like the lingering trauma of getting out of an abusive relationship. That okay, like even yes. when you leave an abusive relationship, it's not just like magically over. No, and you're like, have. oh, cool, I'm good now. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's like there are things that stick around. You know, yes. and that that person's presence is always there. Yeah, you know, even once you're away. It's because got it, goosebumps. When yeah, you, said that right you know, like it 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 makes a lot of sense. I it think this it seems like a smart approach to this stuff. I just hope that the full execution of it is as intelligent. Uh, as yes, you know, fair. the the setup that they've established because it is it's a very good setup. Yes. I I have to say, and like again, uh, we were just talking about with um, James Whale, yeah. and sort of his, you know, I like that spiritually. They're kind of doing something similar with this. That like you know, yes, it's about the invisible man, mm-hmm. but the invisible man is really like a you know a a way to. A, a gateway to discuss something broader, yeah. Um, than just like science run amok, you know, <laughs> right? Or like, yeah, right. Uh, uh, we're dabbling in God's domain now, yes. Oh, you know, there's gonna be a moral <laughs> lesson at the end of this, I bet. Yeah. Um, so yeah, a more interesting approach to like add that kind of other subtext to it. Like, what else can this character really like do, mm-hmm. you know, as far as a uh, narrative device or a piece of social commentary or anything, and and even our what we were saying too about horror films yeah, being such a great way of getting at that because fear can take on so many forms. So you right. can like kind of mold, you can make a horror film to fit whatever kind of fear you want to discuss. Correct. You know, and also not only that, but like you can kind of in a way smuggle in the fact that that's what you're discussing. Yes. And that's a great way to penetrate people. Because, you know, if you could just tell people like, hey, this is bad. And they go, damn, you're right. That is bad. Yeah. You wouldn't have to make a movie about right. it. You yeah, know, you just exactly. have that conversation. Cool. The world's a better place, yeah. you know. But the power of film is to be able to approach things obliquely and you know uh, penetrate from like a different angle, mm-hmm. where you make something relatable and people go, oh, I get this or I relate to that, and then kind of hit them with like, well, this is what we're really saying, and they go, holy shit, I never thought about it that way. Yeah, you know. And I
0: think that's like a that right there, what you said is just like a really great. It's I hope people, I'm sure there's people who have seen the Invisible Man trailer and are just like, holy shit, it looks great, but then. You know, not to you know blow smoke up our own you know asses, but we'll listen to what you're saying about uh, the subtext uh, that's there and be like, holy shit, I didn't even think about it. It you know being parallel with the lingering effects of you know a a bad past relationship mm-hmm. or something like that and how stuff just sticks around you know because I think that's the one thing that like uh, there are sometimes like I'll I'll talk to Alex or she'll ask me my opinion and she will say because like, Alex doesn't think about stuff sometimes like that and it's not that she's incapable but she'll be like oh man sometimes I listen to Dorian and it's like holy shit I didn't even think about relating it to this it doesn't take away from it but now it's just like enhances sort of as another dimension to it things. adds another yeah. dimension to it because i can still enjoy it as like a horror movie totally just a straight yeah. slasher because it's fucking fun but yeah you know it's it's okay sometimes to put a thinking cap on and be like hey did you know that james whale was a closet homosexual and yeah you right really think about frankenstein like and be like what the yeah, fuck right. really <laughs> <laughs> yeah so and like, i
1: think that's how a lot of the that's like for me the sign of like the greatest of great movies yeah is like they can be enjoyed on both of those levels right. just as powerfully you know yeah Like, you know, Evil Dead 2, also one of my favorites of all time. Like, you can watch that as just, like, a fucking romp. And (laughs) it is one of the best romps you can ever have. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But if you want to look at it as, like, I don't know, the uh, like a person going insane or sort of, like, dealing with, like, a bad breakup – um, you know, I feel like Evil Dead 2 has that as well, where it's like, you know, his girlfriend is like murdered and the be- he has to like kill his girlfriend and then he's oh, in yeah. this cabin by himself and he's just going crazy. <laughs> and so, you know, you could, you, sure, you could look at it, you know, with that element as well. Yes. And there's actually like a compelling uh-huh. through line to that. But by no means is that necessary. No, you know, <laughs> like it could just be a fucking fun movie yeah, too. Yeah. And that's totally fine as well. But movies that can really do both, like that's when you really got something fucking special yeah. on your hands, you know. And um, if if they can really balance those two things, you know, well in this movie, then this, you know, this could be something really, really cool. Um. So yeah, I mean, I'm I'm intrigued by it. Yeah. Uh, at this point, especially, uh, yeah. After I think having a little distance from seeing the trailer the first time too, and you know, maybe also just stepping back from the Jason Bloom part of it, mm-hmm. I think that also just rubs me the wrong way a little <laughs> bit. <laughs> But it was like, no, man, you know, I like to Upgrade. Uh, I like Elizabeth Moss. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think that, you know, I like also that uh, she seems like somebody, because The Handmaiden's Tale deals a lot with, like, uh, I, I haven't watched the show, but I'm familiar Me with either, the book. Yeah. Uh, but it deals a, a lot with abuse, mm-hmm. you know, and power dynamics and power disparities being used as a way of controlling people. Right. And uh, things like that. So she's got a lot of experience kind of working in that realm. Mm -hmm. And I think that her, you know, being the lead in this and being able to, you know, hopefully it was a a true collaboration between her and and Lee Wannell Mm -hmm. to be able to bring her perspective to the table with a film like this. And like, you know, this is what I would do. Or like, that's, this is how, you know, you wrote like what a guy would do, you know, but what a woman would do is this, you know, and not to say that in like sexist terms or anything like that, but, you know, to just really... Uh, bring forth the truth of like each of those you know gender identities mm-hmm. and everything and you know in these types of situations and stuff. So it's uh seems like the right ingredients are are here. Yeah, you know for yeah. this to be a, you know not only a yeah like technically and um viscerally compelling film experience, mm-hmm. but also something that you know could potentially have something you know uh, very authentic mm-hmm. and uh, kind of powerful to say yes. about you know all of this kind of you know traumatic uh stuff that we've been discussing yeah. yeah so um
0: i'm still a big uh i'm still drinking the bloom house kool-aid um you know i feel like you're
1: gonna go see fantasy island
0: no <laughs> <laughs> i mean i'll probably rent it for sure <laughs> i will i will rent it I, i'm not gonna lie to you when i first saw the fantasy island trailer i thought it was so dumb but i was like i i, I would watch this, probably yeah, watch this it, is,
1: yeah yeah fuck it i mean come on now Eight percent on Rod rotten Tomatoes. Anybody got the see balls to make yeah. like a horror
0: movie out of Fantasy Island? You know, and then there's a part in the trailer where someone like, like this very beautiful uh, employee on the resort, <laughs> like walks into the walks into the one of the pe- cabanas and goes, "The plane, it's here." <laughs> and then, and I was just like. God, this is dumb. Oh, but okay, here we go. And
1: it's PG thirteen. <laughs> and it's PG thirteen. Fucking PG thirteen.
0: Um, I feel like um, I have not watched everything, you know, Bloom House, But there's uh, a part of me that uh, feels like the the bigger um, the bigger properties that the company and Jason Bloom sort of handles. I feel like there's a an extra amount of care that goes into. Uh, Remaking or rebooting, uh, like Halloween. Mm-hmm. You know, I really did like Halloween, and um, yeah,
1: the Halloween. It was all right. It was good. Yeah. it was. You know, I was fine with it. Yeah,
0: it's not a masterpiece or yeah. you know greatest thing ever, but you know, there's
1: there's far worse Halloween there movies are. out there. There are, yes, there are. <laughs> oh, sorry. Um,
0: but uh, you know, and and I feel like he, I feel like as a production company, like they put the right people with these like big projects or or big, um, you know, IPs to sort of come up with something unique. Like, I'm glad that the Invisible Man is not, because uh, for a while, I, a lot of people on Twitter would ask him, like, hey, since Universal puts out all of the Bloomhouse stuff, like, did you ever ask about taking over the Dark Universe? Mm. And he kind of, like, didn't answer it, but, you know, um, so everyone, like, for, a, like, a week, the story was, like, Jason Bloom might be taking over, you know, the Dark Universe. And it's, like, I mean, I, cool if he does, but, like, it'd be awesome if he just, you know, didn't. Yeah. And I'm glad that he's the production company and him are doing like this with the Invisible Man. Yeah. And I don't feel like, of, of course, the articles after this movie um, is successful or not successful will be like, oh, well, which Universal character is he going to take over now, you know? And um, if he does more, great. But I hope it's handled with like the care that like Halloween was and mm-hmm. also the care at which it looks like Invisible Man could. Could potentially have, yeah, um, and it's not just for like to have like the Wolfman on screen
1: again, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean? I'm or that we got Rick Baker back or something yeah, like. that. I'm way more interested in seeing these characters leveraged towards more of like an auteur-ish yes. kind of like yeah. uh, film. Rather than trying to rebuild a franchise. Exactly. You know, because exactly. I, I know what those movies look like already. <laughs> There's plenty of them out there. I E C Tom Cruises the Mummy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, this is definitely a way more interesting way to go go with it. Yeah. Um so I you know, I hope that this I hope the Dark Universe thing is just fucking over and done with. Yeah. And they just put it to rest, man. <laughs> like uh because yeah, I I'm you know, again, money is Still, what drives all of this, shit. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. if this movie does really well, yeah. I'm sure this whole conversation is gonna start up again <laughs> and probably with some legs on it, yes. you know, because they'll be like, Well, we made a bunch of money on this, so yeah. what if we give him Frankenstein and Dracula and Wolfman and you know, all that, shit, too? Right, so, right. uh, Creature from the Black Lagoon and you know, whatever, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, you know, I'm that's that, like, I'm 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 hoping this movie's good, but I'm also hoping it's like a modest success. Because <laughs> <laughs> if it does like too well, then like welcome to franchise bullshit. Well, you know? yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like inevitable. Mm-hmm. You know, if you make that much money, you just ha- they have to. You know, look at Joker. They're already talking. They've been talking sequel now, right? To that because it made fucking over a billion dollars. That's right, the Joker movie, over a billion dollars. It's f- 50
0: so crazy. F- Fifty-five million dollar budget.
1: Yeah unreal yeah um but yeah of course you know uh, as soon as they started raking in dough with that thing it was like so sequel guys (laughs) and yeah i also
0: kind of hope that like you know there's uh i also kind of hope that there is this um push maybe that like if he does take on some of the other universal monsters if like Bloomhouse does take a bunch of them on Mm -hmm. that uh They don't necessarily maybe all have to be like horror centric. Yeah, you know, Um, and not that I have any ideas or thoughts about any of it, but like I would like to see, you know, someone like someone like Jason Blum or Blumhouse, you know, uh, you know, take these stories and and push them somewhere a little bit, you know, differently. Kind of like how Benicio or not Benicio uh, Guillermo del Toro does it. You Mm -hmm. know, like Shape of Water is clearly like. And inspired by a creature from the Black Lagoon, you know, and, um, you know, Pan's Labyrinth is definitely, you know, like Alice in Wonderland and, but it's done in a, you know, kind of just a bit of a scary nightmarish way. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, to do the Invisible Man like this is, yes, it speaks to our time, but also, you know, um, hopefully has something to say, like, like you've mentioned. And so, um... So yeah. yeah, I'm all I'm all for him doing that, but you know, it could
1: be a really nice updating in that sense, yes. you know. But it's it's funny too though, because while I was saying all that stuff about like building up the franchise, it's yeah. like, Well that's what that was when James Whale made these movies. That's true, too. And he was still able to yeah. you know, bring this very personal mm-hmm. uh, you know, component to it. Yeah, so yeah. They're not necessarily mutually exclusive things, although, you know, far more difficult. You know, the <laughs> the audiences in the studios are a little more sophisticated as far as identifying right, those things right. now. So it's a little harder to smuggle them into like a big mainstream picture. Yeah, yeah. Uh, or like a franchise picture, um, as this would be. But uh, but yeah, as just in general, as far as being like an, uh, you know, a let's bring this movie to a modern audience. Yes. Um, as far as like bringing both the concept, you know, up updating the concept from a technical standpoint that mm-hmm. like, look how much more we could do with an invisible character now. Yeah. You know, with all the technology that we have. Um, Uh, while also retaining that spiritual uh, successor quality Mm -hmm. of, you know, well, he was making a very personal statement about something that he was experiencing. Right. And that was, like, a great ill of society at the time Mm -hmm. that, you know, he couldn't really talk about, but this was a way of, like, anyone who's on that wavelength is going to know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. Um, You know, I think this looks like a successful, uh, you know, endeavor as -hmm. far as that's concerned as well. Again, won't know how it actually plays out, but, you know, the setup is uh, just very well fit. Yeah. you know uh, uh into that realm and yeah i'm 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 honestly like the more i've thought about it and watched the trailer again and just watching the movie again i'm actually like really impressed yeah with just the 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 premise here mm-hmm. and where they're you know just taking the go. character but it also you know that that sets a pretty high bar for like the execution yes of no, the rest no, no, of the no, film sure, then, too. Sure. like you got to kind of make good on that <laughs> yeah um so yeah you know we'll we'll see but uh i'm, I'm definitely intrigued
0: yeah I will say my only criticism about the trailer is that I feel a lot of the, um, I guess, actiony parts of it and also maybe some of, like, particular characters dying in it are, like, spoiled in the trailer. Mm-hmm. Um, however, that was kind of like the trailer for Upgrade, too, and I still had sure. like, a good time with that. I mean, I saw a lot of, like, almost every piece of action sequence from Upgrade is, like, in the Upgrade trailer. Yeah. You know? And so... Yeah, um, that's true, actually. And so... Uh, I thought about it while I watched the trailer today on the on the bus over here. I was just like, man, I feel like this guy's early in the trailer, but then he gets like shot. It looks like in the head right here, and there's oh, blood yeah. everywhere, you know. And mm-hmm. I was like, ah, I wish I didn't know that maybe he died, but I don't know. But uh, hopefully, they you know are able to still surprise with with some of the stuff that are uh going on yeah and everything so
1: yeah the trailer seems so uh you know a lot of it is like the the technical trickery and Mm -hmm. kind of the scares you know and things like that focus that i'm uh i'm hoping that means there's you know hopefully a lot more up their sleeve as far as like the narrative and thematic components okay yeah yeah. um you know yeah but it looks like you know again though all those like technical and kind of uh uh formal components Mm -hmm. that they're showing off in the trailer do look like they're very well done yeah you know the effects of the invisible man yeah you can see you know some of the uh, it was funny watching this too because it's you can see some of the like callbacks to like effects from the original movie oh yeah like him sitting in the chair oh they have that in in like he's sitting right there and you see the like impression in it yeah yeah um you know little stuff like that that's like yeah it's a cool you know they're not like Beating you over the head with like, remember this scene from the original, right, but it's right. like it's you know it's just there.
0: His uh his name in the movie his last name is Griffin. Okay. In yeah. the movie, nice. it's, I think it's like Aaron Griffin or something like that or whatever. So it's a nice little callback to the
1: yeah to the book and the movie. And it's always good you know when the filmmakers acknowledge in some way that it's like no I I know what I'm working from here. Yeah. You know right. like I'm I'm familiar with the source material. I didn't yeah. just like. Oh yeah, I saw that thirty years ago. I could fucking make a better one, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um. There's a there's a little bit of reverence there that was like, hey, you know, that honestly some of the ideas that they had, you know, uh, eighty seven years ago mm-hmm. <laughs> when this first one was made, <laughs> uh, were great ideas. Yeah. You know, and like let's just let's just bring that to you know uh, the modern day. Yeah. Um. But we don't need to fuck with it. You know. Right. Right. So yeah. So I'm hoping you know there's some. Hopefully, some cool practical stuff and their you know clever practical effects that they do. Mm-hmm. I would I would be a little bummed out if it was like a total CGI Same. affair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, there's definitely some of that in the trailer, like when she throws the paint yeah on it at the top of the attic stairs and stuff like that. But you know, it's it's a good effect. It is. You know, yeah. it's a cool. You know, and it works very well with the. You know, just. The subject matter. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> um, and uh and all that. So, you know, I expect some of that, but yeah. I also want to see you do some like let's see some really impressive like practical effects yeah. here too. Because yeah. there's such great opportunity for that with a film like this. Mm-hmm. Um that it's like man, you gotta you gotta do that. Yeah. You know, don't just don't fucking do this all on goddamn computers. <laughs> <laughs> uh so.
0: all right, I got a last question. Uh do you have a particular universal monster that you <laughs> Are attached to. Um, I know you. I know you mentioned Oldman. I yeah, know, Dracula. That's, that yeah. would probably be, be my pick.
1: Um, yeah, that's the one. Uh, yeah, I don't know. You know, I've never had like a. I was never like a crazed like I love Universal monsters. Yeah, you know that was. It was more so. I was, I was telling you, I, I I bought all of them because uh, they had these great steel books with uh, Alex Ross. Yeah. Uh, paintings uh-huh. for the covers that are like so gorgeous. They're, they're really incredible, and I was like, I'm fuck it. All right, fine. Yeah, I just bought all of them. Cause I was like, I just want all these covers. They're yeah, so they're beautiful. So, yeah. And like, sure. You know, I, these are important pieces of film history. And like, I do like these movies. I, yeah. I have no problem owning them. I've watched them all since I bought them. Right. Right. And now I've watched invisible man twice, nice. you know? And, um, I do really like invisible man a lot. It's, good. I, it's a really good movie. Yeah. And I really like Claude rains in it too. I think he's really awesome. As like super kooky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he like, I don't know. He strikes like just the right balance with it. Um, it's it's great but you know the as uh the frankenstein movie i like but more so because of that personal component right. you know yeah, like yeah. that that really is what got me super attached to that film yeah yeah and then bride of frankenstein also james whale directed that too okay and uh that's also an excellent film mm-hmm. um so i do really like those but yeah as far as the um i guess over the course of history yeah yeah uh, dracula i mean is it's hard to fuck with dracula it's hard to fuck with him yeah he's, he's persevered for a reason yeah <laughs> um but also man that fucking yeah coppola's bram stoker's dracula i fucking adore that movie <laughs> i that is that is the last movie i watch over uh in october every year like we do yeah, we, like watch horror movies tradition. yeah no yeah. that's become actually tri- once at <laughs> end of october there's no because you can't top that. Yeah. Once you watch Dracula, like it's over. It's you know, dead. give up horror for like at least a couple of weeks. Not that it's even like a great horror film, but uh-huh. just in that sense of, I don't know, just like gothic excess. Mm-hmm. And uh, oh, man, I fucking love it. <laughs> <laughs> Every time you think it can't get more outrageous, you're wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Here, Monica Bellucci, eat this baby while I talk to Keanu Reed. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking amazing. What the fuck is that? Uh anyway. Okay, so that's really so that's mine. But uh what about Drunk you? It. What's your um Who's your favorite?
0: God, I feel like uh I think I might go like Wolfman. Yeah? Yeah. I do like Creature from the Black Lagoon.
1: Yeah, creature is really fun. Creature's really good. That's also pretty removed. I, I didn't realize till I bought all of those. Yeah. That um, creature was like in the '50s. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I mean, that was like 20 years after these other mm-hmm. other movies. Also, it's the uh, it comes with it in 3D. Oh, doesn't really. Yeah, yeah. Sean and Hannah and I watched Creature Crazy. of the Black Legate. It was originally released as like a 3D movie. Oh my god! And I they put that, that, that on the Blu-ray. No um, shit. So yeah, no, we watched the the 3D version of yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. It was fun.
0: Um, I feel like I, I we haven't gotten like a good like Wolfman movie no. in a long time yeah no you know uh i think it's uh i think it's probably wolf.
1: american werewolf in london uh this is the last like good werewolf movie I'm, yeah at least as far as i'm concerned i
0: would i would even argue to say the uh, jack nicholson one. Oh right yeah I wolf really yeah no i that like movie. that movie too that movie yeah it's really good it's a good one <laughs> Fucking James Spader, creepy well, wolfie James Spader. Yeah. Ooh, well, and so I,
1: Nichols a perfect casting. Like yeah. he looks like a wolf already. Yeah. You know, it's like it's not a big step.
0: Yeah. To
1: believe they're like, oh yeah, fucking man. The movie's like a business drama.
0: Yeah. <laughs> that's right. He's a fucking book editor. <laughs> it's like corporate takeover type shit that's going on as the plot of this movie. Oh, and also I might be <laughs> also yeah. I might be turning into a wolf. Side note, uh, guys, you know. <laughs>
1: uh, yeah, I don't no. see this affecting the book deal though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah right. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: no, I really like that movie a lot. Actually. Yeah. When was the last a- time you saw that movie? But. I,
1: probably like mid 90s. Yeah. When it, like shortly after it came out. Because my one. dad was really like that movie. We should do that movie. That's a good one. Yeah. No, I'd yeah. fucking watch that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, well, yeah, man. That's all I got for The Invisible Man.
1: Yeah. I think pretty well covered but yeah. yeah no i'm in i'm intrigued i don't know if i'm gonna like rush out in the uh to go see in the theater i think it's
0: definitely gonna be opening weekend for me yeah for sure yeah, I yeah. Re- i'm really excited to let me know when you go because okay. i'm 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 at least interested, interested. Right, yeah I'll but you
1: know. uh it's one of those i probably wouldn't go to the theater on my own to yeah. go see it but mm-hmm. if like you were going and i was free okay. i'd probably join you sweet um, otherwise, but if not, I would like rent it at home. You know, yeah. once it came out digitally, because I, I definitely do want to check it out. Sweet. So, well, uh Invisible Man
0: comes out. Uh, well, we're recording this on Friday, but this releases yeah. Monday, so it'll be this this Friday. Yeah, the twenty eighth. The twenty yeah. eighth will be out. And uh, yeah, if Dorian and I go see it, we'll we'll see if we can do a small little review. Yeah, you know, or if I see it, I'll definitely chime in.
1: Yeah, give us some some thoughts. Yes. Yeah.
0: Uh, Well, thanks for listening, everybody, and uh, we'll be back next week.
1: Yep, yep, peace.